You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. I'm doing excellent today, actually. It's, uh, you got a new toy, you said? You got your new mixer? Oh Yeah, this is actually the first recording that we are doing together where I've been able to utilize the mixer. Of course, um, with, our, with our, the way we pre-recorded programming um you know this won't air necessarily until a few weeks from the time that we air that we record it but mm-hmm. i've had it for a couple of weeks now and it's been it's been really uh practical and really beneficial to uh being able to produce programs more effectively which is great being at home here in the studio well my home studio that's great boy we sure have learned to accommodate in so many ways it's always fun to have a new toy too so yeah, it, enjoy. It, it's going to very, uh, it's going to benefit us greatly in terms of being able to connect with guests more, uh, more easily, as well. Glass half full, as with everything, it's glass half full. That's great. So as you know, as you can tell, everybody, our show is being taped, so no opportunity for Colin. One day soon, hopefully, one day soon. But for now, please do follow us on our social sites. For now and for always, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three. And please do feel free to email us. We are at thh at radiomaria.ca for any questions you might have. And please do subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast platforms. And again, you can also find all of our podcasts on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasi.com. So I have been really trying to meditate. It's something that I have been going in and out of for a number of years because I think I set the bar too high, honestly, for um, what I thought meditation was all about. And, you know, I've done a little bit of research for uh, a few things. I've got a program um, that's, um, that I'm producing for an online, uh, an online hub. Um, but in the research for that, I came up a upon a, a good definition of meditation from health or headspace it's called headspace.com and it's meditation isn't about becoming a different person a new person or even a better person it's about training in awareness and getting a healthy sense of perspective you're not trying to turn off your thoughts or feelings you're learning to observe them observe them without judgment and eventually you may start to better understand them And this was my hang up with meditation. I thought I was supposed to clear my head of all thought and just be. And I found that extremely difficult to do. But that's not the purpose of it. 
the purpose of it is to sit with yourself, be present, engage in your thoughts to a point where you can let them go and then come back to the breath. So, so much research on the health benefits of, of meditation. It can help lower your respiratory rate, lower blood pressure, enhance your immune system. So many things deal with stress. And it also is um, very important in helping to sleep. A lot of people are having a lot of issues these days with sleep. So meditation at any point of the day, but perhaps before you go to bed, but at any point, I want to stress that, at any point of the day where you can take some time can help with sleep and it can help sync your circadian rhythm. And that will be, you know, that will be coming up in further shows. It has been in past shows, but we understand that the importance of a proper functioning circadian rhythm is key to health and meditation can help with that. So I just wanted to take two minutes out of your day to tell you how easy meditation can be. And when I explain it to you, honestly, the length of the description I give you is where you're going to want to start. You don't have to meditate for 15 minutes a day. Do it. It's a practice. And as every practice happens, you can get stronger, and as your meditation practice gets better and you're finding the benefits, it's like anything, right? The more benefits you reap, the longer you're going to want to spend doing it. So just a few, few simple steps for you to start with a meditation practice. Find a relaxed, comfortable position. You can be seated. You can be on the floor, in a chair. Try and keep your back upright, but be comfortable. That's the key, comfortable. You don't have to sit with your legs crossed in a lotus position. I can barely put my left leg crossed over my right leg. I've got arthritis in the left leg. Just sit comfortably and let your hands rest where they are comfortable. Then notice your body and its breath. Try to notice how the breath is flowing into your body, where the breath is hitting don't try and control your breath. It's a natural flow. You don't need to time your breathing, anything. Just notice your breath. And as you're doing that, thoughts will come in. Acknowledge the thoughts and let them go. And then come back to the breath. Don't try and, this is, the, this is where I got to hang up. I was breathing in, holding, letting go, in nostril, one out the other nostril, you know, trying to see my third eye. No, sit there and just breathe. And then if these thoughts come, as I say, acknowledge that they're there and let them go. Come back to your breath. As your mind wanders, bring it home. That's all that meditation is about. And the more you do this, the better you will be at getting rid of the thoughts quicker. The mind is always going to be active. It's where you, where you choose to engage that is really the key for meditation. And as I said, once you start the practice, you will find that you can do it longer and longer. Start with a minute. Start with whatever time of day is good for you. And then if you can find a place that you can always go to, like any type of a routine, if you have a space that's your meditation space, you go there, your body's going to say, hey, we're meditating now and get into that frame of mind. So a really nice piece, a nice tool to add to your, your health kit and something that's especially now when a lot of people are having some trouble sleeping, try this. It might be very helpful for you. Do you, do you meditate, Alex? Yes, 
to a degree, yes, I do meditate. Uh, I find I myself need to sit in silence. And like you were alluding to, I try mm-hmm. to not um, overreact to the things that I'm thinking about and just let the moment pass. But for sure, they do definitely, mm-hmm. it does definitely help me, especially when I've learned about things like headspace. It's important to mm-hmm. kind of be present in the moment, you know, and just mm-hmm. let it pass, as you're saying. A hundred percent. And and as I say, it's a practice for everybody. You just want to carve out a little bit of time for some calmness and peace. So do give it a try. And again, with that, give us your feedback. I'd love to hear feedback on if people are, are taking these tips and using them to their advantage. But on to today's show, wonderful, wonderful guest. Uh, after a successful 35-year Wall Street career, James P. Owen found new purpose in being an author, inspirational speaker, and social entrepreneur. His book, Cowboy Ethics, a bestseller with more than 150,000 copies in circulation and two follow-up volumes, Cowboy Values and The Try, put a spotlight on the importance of shared values and personal character in our society. Now Jim has expanded his focus, becoming a passionate evangelist for fitness as a way of life. In his speaking engagements, he reminds audiences that being in shape helps older adults stay mobile, active, and independent, enabling a quality of life no amount of money can buy. Fitness could also play an important role in combating serious chronic diseases and controlling healthcare costs as the nation's over 50 population balloons. Jim shares this message in his newest book, Just Move, A New Approach to Fitness After 50, produced by the National Geographic in September of 2017. It's a realistic fitness guide that puts the reader in charge as it inspires, empowers, and informs without overwhelming, providing a flexible step-by-step program readers can tailor to their own specific needs. The Wall Street Journal named Just Move one of the top best books for healthy aging for 2017. Jim is a wonderful guest. He's totally engaging. You're going to love his passion. We're going to talk about things like how our thoughts about aging limit us and what we think we can do, why it's important to move as we age, and where do we start on this new fitness plan. So we will be back to talk to Jim in just a few minutes. I'm not about to give up because I heard you say there's gonna be brighter days. There's gonna be brighter days. I won't stop, I'll keep my head up. No, I'm not here to stay. There's gonna be brighter days. There's gonna be brighter days. I just might bend, but I won't break. As long as I can see your face. Turn. 
to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, our show today is being recorded, but please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at The Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I wouldn't miss it. Thank you. It's, it's a wonderful story that you have. Your website is great um, and, and everything you do, I absolutely love. But let's bring everybody up to speed as to who you are and your background and, and where you got into this space of healthcare. Kathy, uh, I spent my entire career, 35 years in the investment world. Had a good career and sometimes that's a matter of luck as much as brains, I admit. <laughs> but the timing was good, and I you know, had a good career. And um, I got into this, quote, health space when I turned 70. And a lot of my work had involved traveling. And I was like a traveling fool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Almost every week, I went someplace. Okay. Chicago, New York, I don't know, Toronto, wherever, okay? And the truth is, it caught up with me. And at age 70, on my birthday, I looked in the mirror and said, oh, my God, I'm an old man. So my shoulders were slumped, very embarrassing. Both knees were shot. And my white rotator cuff was frozen, if you can believe that. And I was about 20 pounds, maybe 25 pounds overweight. Wasn't fat, just overweight. It was a result of too many dinners, you know, late night dinners. And Kathy, I I came across one statistic that changed my life. It said, if, and I think it was Mayo Clinic, maybe in the Harvard Medical School or something, it doesn't matter. It said, if you make it to 70, this is on my birthday now, out of a very large population, like 100,000 people, statistically, you'll live at a minimum 15 years. And when I thought about that and said, if I look this bad now, can you imagine what I'm going to look like in 15 years? If I talk about motivation, how do you get motivated? Well, I'd tell you, if that doesn't motivate you, nothing will. So I got to do something. And if you're on, if you're if you're in the investment world, Kathy, you love research. If you don't, you're in the wrong business. I love reading and research and science and that kind of stuff. That's just me. So I knew nothing about working out, not really, or healthful and stuff. But I dedicated myself to it and took about two years. 
The problem was not the lack of information about, say, exercising. There was it was it was overwhelmed with exercises. Okay, the problem was, Kathy, it was all aimed at young people, 20, 30 year olds, who were into looking good in a bathing suit. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Or you know, trying to lift heavy weights. And that has nothing to do with when you're when you're 70 or 75 or even you know 60. Your first thing is I got aches and pains. What do I have to do to get rid of aches and pains? And I have no energy. How do I get energy? And that's kind of what started me down this path to say, okay, I'm going to do some research and find out. And I don't mean research from you know people who are trying to sell me protein powder. I mean you know, evidence-based research. What, what, what do the scientists say about this, if it's a science at all? And that's what got me started down this path. Two years and the result was a book that National Geographic published called Just Move. And the Wall Street Journal called this one of the five best books on healthy aging. That's pretty cool. So... How long did it take? It's a great story, and there's so many different tangents that I want to go down. But how long did it take you, or is this still a work in progress, to get to the point where you are now happy to look in the mirror and uh, ready to live out uh, the next 30, 40 years of your life? Kathy, that's a great question. It took me five years. Okay. And I'm not saying it would take everybody five years, but you have to understand I was in the bottom quartile okay, mm -hmm. of a man who was 70. And it's because I, I, I had not been eating right. Um, and just too many airplane trips. So I just aches and pains. And the goal was not to, I said, the goal was not to be Mr. America. The goal was mm -hmm. to get a get rid of aches and pains. And Kathy, I'm sure you're going to appreciate this and your audience can. I had low energy. Mm -hmm. And that bothered me about as much as, uh, you know, aches and pains. And part of this was, I know, in your head. That's true, I'm sure. But I couldn't escape the feeling that my best days were behind me. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't shake that. You know, not that I was clinically depressed. I was just sort of down, like, well, what's the point? I'm probably too old to change. So I've used every excuse myself on, on reasons not to get healthy. But, Kathy, the more I read, the more I, the more I learned you're never too old mm -hmm. to get healthy and get well. That's the truth. Now, if you start when you're younger, it's a lot easier. Sure. If you wait till you're 70, it's harder. That's part of the problem. If I would started down this path when I was, you know, 50, it, it wouldn't have taken me nearly as long. But it took me probably three years to build a base, what I call a foundation, okay? Mm -hmm. And another two years to sort of get in what, you know, at 75, I said, oh, wow, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. I went less than I did in high school. And then I had a little plateau, which happens sometimes, and for about a year, kind of, you know, just tread water. And then I started up again and, and really dedicated myself. And now it, I'll be 80, Kathy, uh, this October. 
Excellent. And I've never been this strong ever. I mean, I, as, again, I'm not talking about being Mr. America strong. I'm just saying strong by anybody's definition. Push-ups, sure, I've done, you know, 50. I don't do it every day. Pull-ups, I can do eight or nine pull-ups. Wow. Uh, so may, I could do that in high school. So it's just the, the, the message I think to your audience is it's, it's, just, it's just putting one foot in front of the other. It does take time. And a lot of people say, I want to make real big strides and I want to make them fast. My response is good luck. Okay? Yeah. I don't know how to do that. And the other problem is that one size doesn't fit all. So whatever I did, you know, worked for me, may not work for the next person. So we're all, we all have different bodies, different mindsets. And I'm very, very big on this mindset thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had a kind of a negative mindset. Well, my best days are over. Uh, what does your future look like? Not very good. So that was part of the problem. That's the thing that, uh, you know, I want to touch on that. You know, are we we born with this idea that uh, at each stage of our life, it's just one more step towards the end? Like, to me, that's such a negative outlook. And I think where, where you really resonate with me, because in my story, I finished a career um, on Bay Street in Toronto. So I was in the financial area. And at the age of 47, I completely switched gears and started a brand new career. I went back to school. And that is a novel thing to do. As you know, and I don't understand this mindset where we have that, as you get older, you are, you know, your best days are behind you. You might as well accept where you're at. I, I think that this, this ageism thing is, is almost, we're born with this. And it's, it's a thing that we really need to kick out of our head and out of society. And I think this is what's a beautiful piece of what you do is that you're hitting this dead on. You're giving it a great punch in the face by saying it's never, ever too late to make a change. Well, Kathy, you are, you are a hundred percent correct. It is ageism, and of course, it's supported by the way people, younger people, look at old people. Mm-hmm. I have been called a geezer. Mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> a geezer. I've, I've been called an old man. I've been called all kinds of things. And you, people, young people, now whatever that means, have they? They don't respect older people in Eastern cultures. They respect older people for their wisdom. Yes, not in this culture. If you're not young, you know, pretty or handsome, whatever, look good in a bathing suit, you know, it's so it's it's terrible. And so they the expectations are low. Like you, oh, if you're 80, I, I get. Are you in a wheelchair? Me a wheelchair, okay? Oh, you don't have a cane. Where's your cane, Jim? What cane are you talking about? Yeah. It just now makes me mad. I mean, I yeah. say, do you, want, do you want to see how many push-ups I can do? More than you, young man. I've done this 50 times. I've yet to see somebody that can beat me. Seriously, unless they're, unless they're athletes in push-ups. They'll do yeah. 10 or 15. Oh, oh, oh. what's wrong with you? Yeah, you know, you know, I'm and, twice and your age. It's funny. This whole thing of at our age, at our age, it kind of gives us an excuse right? It gives us an excuse Mm -hmm. not to do something. And I think it's a terrible way to be, you know, Mm -hmm. 
I bet most people, you know, happy people in general, there are periods of their life they wouldn't want to go back to. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't care if it's taking you to a younger age, you know, each phase has its purpose, its reason and its season. And you're absolutely right. We do not appreciate our aging culture for the wisdom and, and what it can bring to our society. And I think that's a very, very sad commentary on us here. And we're missing a vital piece a of our amen, history. Amen. And I, just to add to that, I think older people are missing this, obviously, but so are younger people. Yeah, missing you're right. It. Okay. And so what this often leads to, when you find, when you find older people who have, quote, withdrawn from life, this is very common, mm -hmm. okay? Um, forget losing hope. They go into clinical depression. Mm -hmm. And this can lead, of course, to dementia. Yes. And, 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 and Kathy, if you look at the, at the statistics, and I'm, I'm sort of, I don't mean I'm a numbers guy, but I, I just like evidence-based stuff, okay, as opposed to opinions. Um, if you look at the evidence, something like the, the vast bulk of the people who have died of this terrible um, coronavirus have been older people, 65 and up, who had underlying health conditions. And when they say underlying, largely, but not totally due not to genes, but to lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. So my big lesson, and this is what I'm sort of you know, on the bandwagon about, is if you're older, okay, you need to be smart about your lifestyle changes. You don't have to have a gym membership. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to you know, say, well, I'm going to lift heavy weights. No, nothing to do with that. Just what you've got to exercise. You have, you have to move. And that's why this book is called Just Move. So if all you did was get off the couch and walk, mm -hmm. let's say you walk 30 minutes a day, uh, uh, you know, five days a week, you'll be amazed how much better you feel. And people say, gosh, what are you doing? Did you have a, you know, operation or something? You look so much better, younger, healthier. And that's nice, but the payoff actually is you feel better. You have more energy. Mm -hmm. And this positivity is such a big thing. Um, I'm an optimist by nature, and I sort of lost that when I turned 70. And now I'm, I'm the poster boy, if you will, for, mm -hmm. for, for positivity. I think it makes a huge difference it, the older you get. And 100%. I'm drawn to, drawn to positive. And I, don't, I don't mean, oh, everything is going to be great and hunky-dory. I don't mean that. I'm talking about whatever life throws at me. Right. I can deal with it. I can there deal with it. There are aches and pains in every stage of life. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we have to learn to adapt. And I think we need to start. Any type of ism is taught, I think. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we're brought up thinking, you know, as a, as a younger person, you see um, older people being devalued and yeah. not, you know, as, as younger people get older. I've often said to my children, how is it that as you get older, I get dumber? You know, it, it's, 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 a, I love it. I it's love, a thing, I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. And, and things change and 
you know, I, I see it now. I've certainly seen it in, in, in my mom where she's trying to get involved with computers and it's frustrating for her and people are ticking it off to, well, the, the, the people that are over 60, 70 don't have the capability. Well, no, that's not true. They weren't brought up with computers. They weren't brought up with social media. And there mm -hmm. is a big void in social media of people over 60 and 70. So we're constantly fed the younger people look and the younger people approach to things because social media is now such a huge piece and we don't have enough representation in that 60 plus age group. And I think if we had right. that, we would see a lot more or, or at least a change in tide perhaps in the way we're approaching things. I must tell you, my daughter, Allegra, uh, who I adore, she's you know, 34, going on, whatever. She gave me last Christmas a pair of cufflinks. For, for, you know, for dad, a pair of cufflinks. What do you think they were? Dinosaurs. <laughs> dad, you're a dinosaur. Now, everybody's got, a, everybody's got strengths. We all have weaknesses. Gosh yeah. knows I do. Well, I'm a low-tech guy in a high-tech world. That's all I can say. I feel sorry for people whose lives revolve around social media yes. and all they do all day. I had some young woman say sometimes, I said, to her, boy, you're sure engaged in that uh, computer, or that <laughs> smartphone, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she said, what? This is my life. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, I try to run a simple life and I've got better things to do than to spend it staring at a computer screen or spending, you know, more time than I have to or need to on, on social media. Um, I would be outside walking or doing anything than that. That's just me. No, that, and that's not, that's not just you you know what i uh we had uh my daughter had a friend over and 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 i see it not just with her her people she's in her 30s and her friend said i have um gotten rid of all of my social media apps on my phone i'm doing a cleanse and she said and i feel liberated and i'm mm -hmm. seeing this more and more now where yes it's a tool in business but people are now finding it in some ways an albatross that they have to maintain and mm -hmm, are exactly. addicted to it. And I think there is a growing trend for people to try and stay away from their phone. I mean, when you're going through phases and you're going through um, trends and things like that, social media is, is a trend that is, I think we're probably, you know, the, the apps, you know, Facebook, this, that, how long have they been around in, in historical times, a short, short period of time. Short time, short time. So mm -hmm. I, I do think that it's trending to where people are trying to find space. And I, and I think that um, the generation of my kids is seeing how disengaging sometimes the phone yes. is. And I think and that I think they that, are trying that's the right, to make that's a the right, move. That's the, that's, that, that's the perfect word, is disengaging. And me, I would rather have relationships. My wife and I have been, I've been lucky. We've been married 52 years. Well, congratulations. I feel, I feel blessed. 
Okay. And she's a she, you know, she took up the computer and she loves to email her friends and we joke about it. Mm-hmm. But basically, we have a lot of fun together every day, and that's what keeps us young. We work out together a lot, and we just we just have fun. Yeah. We say, "What'd you do today?" I had fun with my with with Stanya. That's her name, Stanya. And he said, "Well, what'd y'all do?" I would just fooled around, went for a long walk, or maybe we exercised together. But we just enjoyed the relationship, and. Kathy, we feel blessed is how we really feel. We feel blessed. We feel lucky. And and we really feel kind of sorry for people who, for whatever reason, sort of, you know, are bitter about life. Now, I mean, listen, bad things happen, okay, to all of us. So it's not like, you know, oh, life is hunky-dory. No, we have some issues. We have a child who has uh, learning issues, who's been through you know, a terrible time his whole life. And so, you know, he calls three or four times a day. Mm-hmm. But that's, we have to deal with that, which we do, okay? Mm-hmm. But we, we, we try to avoid, as I know you do, toxic people. And people who kind of drag you down, who look at life in a negative way. I said, man, I, I don't, I'm too, I don't want to be around those yeah. people. I want to be around people who are positive. They have problems. We all have problems. Okay. And, and you know, right but there, I, that's, I that's wanna... a learned thing. And again, that's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's something mm-hmm. that you learn as you go through life. There are many liberations as you, as you age, I find. And I don't think that we're focusing too much on that. Um, Jim, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, everybody, you we sure will can. be back in a minute and continue this wonderful conversation. Heartbreak day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade When your sun don't shine Shine Too many passing dreams Roll by like limousines It's hard to keep believing When it pass you by I know your heart been broke again I know your prayers ain't been answered yet I know you're feeling like you got nothing left Well lift your head It ain't over yet, it ain't over yet So
Lord ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on, he'll get you through this Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget, I never will forget So hold on, hold on, the Lord ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on, he'll get you through this Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget, I never will forget I know your heart been broke again I know your prayers ain't been answered yet Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're having an outstanding conversation with Jim Owen. He is the author of Just Move, A New Approach to Fitness After 50. And I think what path we need to go down here, Jim, is to tell everybody the, the plan you made for yourself to move you into this wonderful, healthy space that you're in now. Kathy, it took, as I said, about three years, I would say, to get rid of my aches and pains, okay? But when I thought, well, that's it. You know, this is, this is a, it, it's it. I'll just, you know, from coast to long and so on. But what I realized was, you know, what do you want to call it, getting fit or that whole fit exercise thing, that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's that next step that really, uh, where, the, where the world opens up. And so I hurt too much to even think about that for three years. But once the aches and pains sort of went away, I had no pains at all now, not zero, Okay. Then I sort of started thinking, you know, I need to start thinking about healthy eating. And it's not, it's not being fanatical. It's just being looking at food different, in a different way. So I look at food now as fuel. And I, you know, but I, I, I gave up all the chips and that kind of stuff, just bad stuff, okay? Yeah. And then, and then I, I, got, I, realized, I realized the importance of, 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 of sleep. And I never thought about this before. And what I realized was one thing was causing me some issues, you know, when I turned 70, I wasn't getting enough sleep. And so I started, you know, okay, what can I do to get better sleep? Again, it's a science of, 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 of sleep, okay? Mm-hmm. Things you can, that you can do that anybody can do, okay? And then that got me into some other areas that are really kind of interesting. And one of them was purpose. And when I what I found was that people who have purpose in their lives 
not only live longer than those who don't, mm -hmm. they also, you know, have greater satisfaction as they look back over the years. Now, you can't manufacture purpose. You can't, you know, will it, but it has to become a natural thing. But what I realized was I have, I have one skill, and that's communication. And I did that in writing a book. I wrote a book called Cowboy Ethics. Sold 150,000 copies. Gold wow. And then the second book came out, I just moved. But I got the idea that if I really want to spread the message and create a, quote, movement in this area, which is what I'm trying to do, I don't think anything beats the film uh, as, in, 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 the, in the communication thing. So I worked for about two years with a, with a friend of mine I've known for 30 years, Jim Havey out of, out of uh, Denver. Jim's won three Emmys. And so I produced a documentary and said, Jim, did you go Hollywood? No, we were pro producer, you raised the money and you basically oversee the quality of the work. Yeah, you know, do the marketing and that kind of stuff. But um, just finished the uh, production. So it's, it's, it's in the can now. So my next job, which is fun for me, is to, you know, look for distribution partners, look for, you know, maybe it's a PBS station that says, gee, we'd love to, to run this film. And I'm, I'm, I believe in this so much. This is like, I see, I see this as a five-year project. Okay? Is so this I'm, film about successful. the book? Mm -hmm. Is this film no, about the book? Yeah, well, it's, well, when I tell you the title, you'll, you'll, you'll see. It's called The Art of Aging Well. Mm -hmm. so, so there's a science to aging well. But what's actually more interesting, I think, is the art. And what that means is that one size is not fit all. If it was just one path, I'd be happy to tell your audience what it is. Mm -hmm. But you can let each of us have our own path. And part of it is this, you know, positivity, uh, healthy eating. I think you have to exercise. So I'm real big on prevention. There are mm -hmm. steps that you can take when you're 50 or 60 or 70 or maybe even 80, okay? If you've never exercised, there are things that you can do. And Kathy, I'm not going to say it's going to extend your life, but I'll tell you one thing, it will absolutely give you a better quality of life. And that's what I'm looking for. So I, I don't care about living to 110 or something, you know, but I, I just want to live whatever years I have left. I want, I want them to be the best years. And in my heart, I honestly believe my best days lie ahead. I think that's true. Okay. And we said, why would you say that? Because I got a very strong message for every, you know, person who's aging. And that is, you can turn back the clock. You do not have to accept old age as being, oh my God, I've got one foot in the grave. Mm -hmm. Nope. Uh, just not true. Mm -hmm. Unless you want it to be true. Exactly. We, you so, know what? Maybe we don't even want to turn back the clock. We just want to make sure that the clock going forward is ticking in the right direction. There you go. Ticking in the right. I like that. That's good imagery. Ticking in the right direction. And so my, I have fun with this. It's not, it's, this is not, for me, a totally serious thing. So if there's a little bit of levity and 
I, when I think about getting older, I, you know, I'll be 80 in October, okay? I wake up every morning, and my wife, of course, is, gets, she gets so tired of this. I shadow box for about four minutes. Pow, pow. And she oh, she's, she's, she says, Jim, what are you doing? She does it every, we do this every morning. I say, I'm fighting off old age. And I say, someday that sucker's going to win. It ain't, now I pause, it ain't going to be a day. <laughs> and then we both laugh and go and have breakfast. A mindset is so ideal. It's so important. You just have to. Critical. It leads. I always. I believe that as your head goes, the body goes. And you know, when you're talking about getting in in shape, and and I'm sure your exposure now to people as you're promoting this book, people who have had illnesses, people who are ill, can can stop it in their tracks in some in some ways and in in some instances just by exercising and, and again you're not talking about um like you said weightlifting and so forth bodybuilding no no, no it's, not it's eating and, and, and when you say just move what are some examples of just moving that you have found to be vital well i think a great place to start is walking so as long as you're ambulatory or you know <laughs> if you're not in a wheelchair anybody can walk you don't need to be athletic and if you just, and when I started walking, I, I maybe could walk about three blocks and I got winded. That's the truth. I got winded. And I started what I call a 30 day challenge. Don't ask me where I got this idea from. I don't know. I said, you know, I'm going to try walking just a little bit for 30 days. And I think that's how long it takes to build a positive habit. Mm-hmm. And I walked for, let's say, I walked for, you know, three blocks. Huffing, puffing. Well, after a week or two, I can maybe walk, you know, for 10, 10 minutes. And I'm not talking about running or jogging and all. I'm talking about walking, okay? Not, not even briskly. Just one foot in front of the other. Kathy, what was amazing was at the end of 30 days, I looked and felt so much better. And people would say, Stanya, what's your, what's your husband doing? Is he, you know, is he... You know, taking Botox, he looks so much better. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I said to him, well, you know, it's just moving. Your body was meant to move, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and it doesn't matter bicycling, okay, uh, kayaking, dancing. How about Zumba classes? I stumbled across a class at the YMCA. I was doing an interview with her, <laughs> and there were about thirty women. I'm guessing 60s, maybe 70s. And they they were dancing to loud, raucous music. And yes, Kathy, several of them were twerking. I said, <laughs> oh my God. They were laughing like schoolgirls. I'm just saying, my happy. And they were they graceful? No, they weren't graceful. That doesn't matter. They were just moving to music. With kind of a, I, don't know, I guess a Jamaican or something rhythm, I don't know, but you couldn't help but just say, "Oh my gosh, look how much fun they're having!" Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea is to find your fun, and your fun may be going to classes. It, it may be just you know by yourself, swimming or walking, bicycling. But you've got to, you just cannot sit there without paying some, so paying a price. So the average. I'm talking about American now. The average American sits between eight and 11 hours a day. 
but you know, computer, sure, watching TV, maybe reading a book. Okay, mm-hmm. eleven hours. Can you imagine how much you would hurt? Your hips get tight. Okay, your muscles get short. So a lot of the, a lot of the issues that older people have comes from just all they're doing is sitting all day. So my whole message is get off the couch and do something. And I'm not telling you what you have to do. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need a personal trainer unless you want one. Okay, but just try 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 walking. Try playing tent. Try playing you know frisbee. Try walking a dog. Try walking with a buddy. Say, boy, I'm going to try and walk with a friend. You know, three or four days a week. You'll be a time will fly, and you both will feel better. And um, nobody's going to nobody's going to judge you based on what you do. I guarantee you that. Well, and if they do, so, that's their problem. It's really not yours, their, is it? Exactly. That's their problem. I personally was. I'm not a gym rat. I I never thought of myself that way. So to me. Fitness is just a means to an end. That's all it is. I, I never, I never said, "Oh, look at me, I'm fit now." You know, no, I just said, "Hey, I'm a work in progress. Uh, my hips are still tight after ten years, <laughs> even though I stretch. You know, it's just part of who you are. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in pain. I just they're, they're tight. So I work on mobility, and I work on, you know, I, I love to work on the core. I didn't know what core meant." I thought core meant a six pack. No, it's just a band around your, uh, you know, upper thighs to your up to your chest. If you have a weak core, you will have lower back pain. I didn't know that. I thought lower back pain was structural. It could be, but for most people like me, it's not structural at all. Just hips are tight. Uh, you know, uh, nobody's perfect. So you, you, have to, you have to move, right? Exactly. Nobody's I was perfect. Born, I was born with one leg. It's about a half an inch longer, shorter than the other. Mm-hmm. So no matter what I do, I, I, that's how I was born. And I, I, I can't escape that. I have to deal with that. That's right. And I'm not making excuses, but we've all got something. But anyway, on a positive note, just move is just an expression to me that says, instead of being a couch potato, Okay, get off the couch and move. Now, what that is, is going to vary. So, I, I like playing frisbee. I like walking my dog. Fantastic. I like walking in a swimming pool. Terrific. It's all good stuff. But it's you can't just stuff. sit and then feel sorry for yourself. It's, it's so an I, important I like message. the social aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's such an important message. And socializing, too. I mean, that's another key issue as we get older um, is the community that this can bring you to. But it's, you know, everybody needs this message. And, you know, and I don't know why we're restricting it to people that are 60 plus because our young kids are sitting around. The obesity rate as, uh, you know, in, in America, in the Western world, in Canada, is, is growing exponentially. Everybody needs to just move. So this is a term that can be applied to so many people. But I think you're hitting the right group because that group can teach other groups. And I think the message is solid no matter which way you turn. Now, when will the doc, as we're approaching here towards the end, when can we expect to see the documentary uh, come out? Or are we still, that's still sort of in the back burners? No, no. Right now, uh, I'm talking to some PBS stations. Okay. And PBS is a perfect vehicle for this. So I don't, do they even have PBS in Toronto or Montreal? I don't know. 
I don't know what but, they have now. Maybe, I know I used to watch but, Sesame Street on PBS, so I, yeah, I, I but, don't know but anymore. Maybe there's something else, but, but basically we want to do this in a, uh, it could be Netflix, but, but I, mm-hmm. I, I want to do this. I think, the, I think the ideal thing is not me giving talks. And I've done that my whole life. I'd, I'd rather show a film. And um, to do that means, you know, pr- probably on, on TV somewhere. Um, oh. But there's some great stories. And if, if, if this all works out, what we're going to do is a doc, what I call a docu-series, D-O-C-U dash series. Mm-hmm. I can see doing, you know, two or three more segments of the art of aging well. And one of them could well be up in uh, Toronto. Oh, I've got a perfect um, avenue I'm, I'm for that. Fascinated with was it McMaster? Is that the school? Mm-hmm. There's a guy up there who I've been reading about who who has has had incredible luck. Of it's not luck, but he's had done a great job. Professor of kinesiology, uh, working with older older men for some reasons, men. And he's got guys in his class. I guess you know, seventy five, eighty, eighty five years old. And so he's, it's very inspirational for me to read about him. And he's a, he's, he's been a standout. I think it's, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's McMaster's. McMaster uh, University, but, yes, up, yeah. up in Hamilton mm-hmm. here. But anyway, I'm, what we're looking for now is, you know, good stories. To go down. I'm, I'll be starting this second, you know, segment. And we want to interview people that have good stories. And Kat, I need to add one thing. We're not looking for outli- what I call outliers. I'm not looking for somebody who said, I've been working out with weight since I was 17 years old. I'm looking for somebody who has overcome uh, a problem. It's like mm-hmm. I had breast cancer at 52. My mm-hmm. doctor said, Sally, I can sugarcoat this or tell you the truth. What do you want? Doc, I want the truth. Kathy, you, you maybe 12 months, maybe 15 months. I'm sorry to tell you that. And she says, well, thank you, doctor. She goes back. She says, thank you, doctor, and goes home, cries for two or three days. And all of a sudden, she says, okay, what can I do? And she says, I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to start exercising. And, you know, seven years go by, and, and, and she's so much better. The doctor says, you know, you're a miracle. She says, no, I'm not. I just, I just refuse to give up on life. That's right. And that's what this is. Taking my health up. in my own hands. That's exactly right. Yep. yep. Uh, it, 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 you can call it self-care, whatever you want to call it. But, but that's what we all need to do. To, to do. Exactly. So Take the health in your own hands. You're exactly in your right. Own hands. And, and I know it's a cliche, but health is wealth. And the older you, ha- the older you get, the more you realize all the money in the world doesn't mean anything if you've got bad health. Well, I well, great so, looking forward to. I'm on this mission. Well, uh, it's a wonderful mission and something that I back 110 percent. And when you have the vehicle that you're going to be distributing this docu series on, you're certainly going to come back on the show and tell us about it. And your book is called "Just Move: A New Just Approach Move. to Fitness After 50." And in everybody, the website, I in the website, which we will finish in about uh, at the end of the, end of the week, we have a new website. It's called the Art of Aging Well. Dot com. Again, Excellent. and Kathy, just to, to close this thing, I'm not selling protein powder. I'm not a personal trainer. I don't want to be a life coach. I'm just on a mission, if you will. I'm just driven by this passion that 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 older people need to hear the message 
Now they may not like it, they may not even take it, but I'm just convincing you here the here's the reasons why you need to consider making small lifestyle changes because small lifestyle changes add up and can absolutely change your life. It's not big steps. It's not totally changing your life around. I don't think that works. It's just small stuff. If I just said, you know, I'm going to give up on Diet Cokes. I'm going to give up on this. I'm going to stop eating potato chips, you know, uh, before dinner. It's just, it's amazing. It's just small stuff small that anybody can do. Yeah. Small yep. steps start the journey. Someone said that, and I don't know who, but it's exactly right. Jim, I thank like you that. so Small much. Steps. Start the oh, journey. Thank you, Kathy. I really thank appreciate you, it. You're an inspiration. Um, and everybody, we're going to have um, all the information up here on this, and the website will put up. And again, Jim, when you have all the information, come back and be a, a, another friend, guest on our show, uh, a return guest. And everybody, thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.